This is the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast. I am your host, John Snowden. Uh, we're still waiting for the boys here, but I'm here with DJ Red Light. And uh, that was a sick track, eh? Hoi hoi, mate. That was wicked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't believe we rocked it like that. That was that was really sick. Really fat stuff. Cool. Thick drop. Yeah, I mean, we've just been working on the low end of it for a while. Uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, we can just kick back now, I think. Pass me some of them sups, eh? Oh, yeah, we've been into these all day. Great little supplements we got. I'm mad without them sups. <laughs> yeah, you sure are ready. Oh, yeah. Straight shot. Oh, well, well, watch the mic there. Watch the mic. Bollocks to that, eh? Careful, careful, careful. Okay. When you rip the fader, it was just rocking. Oh, uh, no, seriously, seriously. Just watch the equipment, okay? Oi, oil your knobs a bit. Okay, so, uh, you know, the boys are going to be here soon. We're going to have to hit the podcast. Um, so? Yeah, I know. Oh, the boys got some baits. Yeah, well, you know, we're working oh, on it. Oh, a bunch of tufters, isn't it? Okay, so, uh, yeah, we're going to have to wrap it up here, Ready? But a uh, great session. I can't wait till next time, man. All right, I'm out. Cool, Ready? We'll see you later, eh? Um, okay, so, you know, this is the mid-season report. Uh, today, we're going to hit you with the mid-season mustaches. That's always exciting. We're also going to take a look at some of the top tigers in the NHL at midseason, and then, of course, everybody's favorite segment, the mailbag. So I guess as we're waiting for the guys, maybe we'll go to a brief musical interlude, and hopefully by the time that's all wrapped up, the boys will be here and ready to rip it. That was Prime Time by the Tubes. I just need a little break from the techno, I guess. But uh, the boys are back. So uh, where are we at? It is the mid-season. So we've got the mid-season stashes to hand out. Cue the intro. Yeah, I was referring to the mustache, the old soup strainer. Awfully big mustache. How much has that hair seen in the months that it's been on my face? This is what a real mustache looks like. All right, and where should we begin? Well, you know, I think that all great mustaches begin as peach fuzz, so why not start with the rookies? There are some great ones this year. Yeah, there are a lot of rookies that are out there. A few that probably maybe deserve passing mention. Michael Bunting has started off all right. Starting with Alife. Uh, sure, <laughs> of course. You know, Dawson Mercer, um, Jamie Drysdale. But I think if we're getting down to the nitty gritty, we might have to start with Lucas Raymond from the Detroit Red Wings. You know, I'm not even convinced that he's the best Detroit Red Wing rookie. I think Moritz Sider actually coming in as a 20-year-old scoring. He's up to 27 points now, and he's been logging huge minutes for them. I think he's been their best rookie, actually. Good times for Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, definitely young players really stepping into prominent roles. But I think, uh, you know, 
Trevor Zegras must be top of this class. You know, talking about a team that needs young people to step into big roles, and he has really stepped up this year. Really smooth out there, great skater. And of course, he gets style points for some of his flashy goals. Absolutely. The alley-oop and the Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, hard to believe that he dropped all the way to the ninth pick in the entry draft a few years back. I think if there was a redraft, he'd be top three easy. How about Anton Lindell? He's been pretty good for the Florida Panthers. I think that he's probably been the best rookie in the last month. With Florida, they're such a deep team that it's kind of hard to get those great minutes that some of these other rookies have been getting. You no, know, he's not getting that PP1 time, but he's found a way to get in there and he's uh, he's been scoring at nearly a point per game clip now for the last month. Yeah, really playing as a mature player. Good to see and great for Florida. All right, and the mustache goes to... Trevor Zegris. Congratulations on the fuzzy fuzzy. All right. And what do we have next? Well, let's jump from the peach fuzz to the thick mustaches, men with experiences, NHL coaches. Sure. And uh, this mustache is named after a famous NHL coach. We call this the Paul McLean. Ah, yes. The walrus. Well, John, which coach would you like to start off with? Uh, You know, I would like to mention Mike Sullivan. I think that he's got so much out of his players. So many Pittsburgh Penguins were hurt early in the season, and he really manages to squeeze every ounce of play out of these guys, and they've been successful all year because of that. That's right. They have dealt with quite a few injuries. I would like to throw out Nashville Predators' John Hines. This team has really surpassed expectations at the halfway point. Those are two fine candidates. Uh, I was really excited in the offseason when the Rangers brought on Gerard Gallant, and he is not disappointed. Uh, the Rangers look like a solid squad, and he's got everyone, I think, playing up to their potential. Could maybe ask for a little more from Lafreniere. But uh, overall, the Rangers have been solid. And I think Gallant's got to take a lot of the credit there. Honorable mention to John Cooper. I mean, he's the Tampa Bay Lightning going. I know he's got a lot more um, talent to work with, but still, Kucherov was out, and Tampa Bay just continues to play well. Absolutely. That's a good point, yeah. Um, and even Rod Brendamore. I mean, Rod Brendamore's got those boys uh, playing well. Well, for throwing names out, Dean Evason. Yes. Yes, Minnesota that's right. has exceeded expectations as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah, a lot of good candidates. Mm-hmm. And the mustache goes to... John, John Hines. Hines. So which stash is up next? Well, this is a stash, you know, it's just the stash that you see on somebody's face and it just looks wrong for whatever reason. It could be a little crooked. It could just be the wrong color. Maybe it's dyed. There's some problem with this stash. And this is for a player that really hasn't performed up to snuff. Oh boy. Well, I'm going to throw out Philip Grubauer from the expansion Seattle Kraken. They went out into the free agent market. They paid a lot of money for him and he's just not lived up to expectations. Yeah, maybe a bit of a victim of circumstance on a team that's underperformed, but uh, fair with the money he's making. I think he's been on this list now for a few years, but how about Elias Peterson in Vancouver? He's not that superstar that we thought he was going to be a couple of years ago. He's really struggling to tread water. He has flashes, but the consistency is just not there. Yeah, pretty good picks, guys. Um, I think we also have to throw in Jacob Chikrin for the Arizona Coyotes. He was a guy that, especially in fantasy circles, people were really pumped about his goal-scoring ability and, you know, being a young stud defenseman. I mean, not only has he not met those expectations, but he has fallen far below them. I mean, he is the worst plus-minus in the league. He's just not putting up points. He's not on the top power play unit. Uh, He's been a big bust this season. Uh, John, I know you might not have the heart to do this, but uh, I think we had to get a couple of Jets in the mix as Mm. well. Uh, They've been underperforming and two guys that they always look to for leadership and points are Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler. Yeah, Blake Wheeler's been especially bad. I know he's had some injuries as well, but age is starting to catch up with him. 
Yeah, he's just a step slower, never was the fastest guy. But uh, Mark Scheifele is the, the real surprise to me. He's been such a consistent point-per-game guy, and something's just a little bit off with him this year. Yeah, he missed the first game with that suspension and hasn't been himself since. So, you know, we'll see what happens with the Jets' big guns here. All right, and the mustache goes to... Elias Pedersen, I think, is a worthy victor in this category, don't yeah, you say? Yeah, unworthy. Unworthy. Um, but he's, so, he's showing some signs of life with uh, Bruce uh, Boudreaux. We'll see. He has. But can you picture him with a stash? I mean, it's going to look a little strange on his face. The blonde right? stash is always tough to pull off. Yeah. John, you would probably know that firsthand. Yeah, well, he's got and he's got a skinny face too, so that might not help. But mm. And this next mustache is very near and dear to our hearts this is after all the rod langway fan club podcast and who better than the secretary of defense to talk about defensive defensemen so this is the rod langway award probably the most prestigious award that any man on this earth can garner absolutely and we got a great crop of candidates this year um you know we got to mention aaron ekblad for the florida panthers this is a defenseman who i think it took a long time for him to really grow into his skin but now i mean on that team he is the backbone um not only is he a great defensive defenseman he's also great offensively but he's really rounded into form and they're a hard team to score on and i think he's one of the main reasons that's so yeah tough guy to gain the zone in yeah long arms kills a lot of plays uh, along the same lines, uh, I'm thinking of a certain defenseman from Carolina. You guys are probably thinking of a certain name. Sure, Jacob Slavin. See, but I'm actually thinking of another guy that plays with Jacob Slavin, uh, Brett Pesci. Okay. Uh, obviously, Slavin should be in the mix as well. I think Brett Pesci's numbers have been outstanding, and he's another one of those guys that just silently does the job. You don't notice him a lot, but uh, he's just constantly killing plays. Another great two-way guy who's excelled defensively is Charlie McAvoy. He's been great for the Bruins so far this season. Yeah, he's you know he's been the heir apparent, the next great defenseman in Boston, and I think he's finally arrived this year, uh, putting up good offensive numbers, but uh, yeah, so solid in his own end as well, and a physical presence out there. Okay, so I mean, who's going to get this this all-important award? Who is it? And the winner goes to... Aaron Ekblad. Yeah. Congratulations, Aaron. Congrats, bud. Yeah, scores a little bit more points than what we're used to, but um, I think he's going to look excellent in this Rod Langway mustache. Okay, what's up next? So next is our award for best overall defenseman. Um, and usually we know what this means, best offensive defenseman, but um, we'll see who these guys are. There's a lot of great candidates this year. Well, I'm going to go with the easy one. He is the reigning Norris Trophy winner. He is also the league leader in points by a defenseman. I'm talking about Adam Fox, and he has been excellent again this year. Just effortless out there. Amazing vision. You know, not a physically imposing guy, but he just takes the puck off people so easily and just always finds that open player. He's incredible to watch out there. Yeah, at over a point a game. He's been impressive. Uh, John, you had your eye on another old standby. Yeah, Victor Hedman. Um, you know, and for some of the same reasons that Aaron Ekblad was nominated for our previous award. He's so strong defensively, very hard to gain the zone over. But he's, you know, also amazing offensively in his whole package for Tampa Bay. I mean, I think he was a huge part of keeping them in the season early when they had all those injuries. Victor Hedman, we have to consider him. And Mark, what about another veteran you had your eye on? Well, Roman Yossi is always among the top NHL defensemen, and this year is no different. So I think he needs at least a mention, maybe not the front runner, but always in the mix. 
Well, like Fox, um, this is a youngster, Kale McCarr. Sure. Guys, what a, a half season he's had so far. He's on pace for 30 goals. Yeah. I could see him scoring 40 one year. You know, as long as three-on-three overtime remains a thing in the NHL, he's just so scary. Is there any player other than, than Connor McDavid who can just break you down one-on-one like him? Yeah, he's had some highlight real goals. His one in overtime was incredible. Yeah, very fun to watch, as is the team themselves. But yeah, great candidates here, boys. All right. And the mustache goes to... Kale McCarr. All right, Kale. All right, so what is next? Well, it's one of my favorite mustaches to hand out. This one's for top goaltender at the midseason uh, point. And I've got to go with uh, Shesterkin, New York Rangers. He's been awesome. Uh, 20 wins, 5 losses, 936 save percentage, uh, 2.10 GAA. He's been lights out. Hard to argue with that one. Uh, you know, goaltending is always so up and down and consistency is so hard to find. You've, guys like Jack Campbell have been great for periods, but not the whole year. I think UC Saros, though, has been one of the most consistent goalies for really the past season and a half. And he is uh, always going to be in the mix if he can keep playing like this. Love the small goalies. Yeah, so athletic. Well, I'm going to go back to Tampa Bay for this one. And I mean, we cannot ever overlook Andre Vasilevsky. I mean, another great year. Uh, he's leading the league in wins right now. He's got 24 wins as of the time of this recording. And, you know, I expect him to be in the mix all season. Yeah, he's a rock back there. Uh, if we're talking about wins, I'm going to throw out Freddie Anderson. Uh, he's been a pretty good free agent signing in Carolina. We weren't sure how that was going to go down, but Freddie has played solid when they needed him to. Yeah, I think our biggest questions with Freddie were health, and he's been able to stay healthy so far. So let's hope he can keep it up in the second half. Another guy who's had a nice bounce back is Tristan Jari in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's been really good for them. They were There was a lot of question marks about him coming to this year, and he's really uh, exceeded expectations. Yeah, a lot of people were calling for a repatriation of Marc-Andre Fleury, but uh, Tristan Jari, when everything else was falling apart around the team, held them in there, and now they're healthy. So they could go on a run with Tristan Jari as their number one. Sergei Bobrovsky's had a really nice uh, season so far as well. I throw his name out there. Yeah, with the pressure of young Spencer Knight breathing down his neck, he is he's flourished in what could have been a difficult situation. Uh, slightly surprising not to hear the names of uh, you know Darcy Camper, uh, Mark Andre Fleury, Connor Hellebuck, but you know who knows? We'll see if they can have a stronger second half. Goalies mm. are strange beasts. I think any one of those guys could pop up and become uh, a late dark horse. But for now, the goalie mustache goes to. Igor Shesterkin. Enjoy it, Igor. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty Igor to move on to the last category. That's the heart. Right. The biggest mustache of them all. The heart stash. Lots of worthy candidates. Of course, the perennial front runner has to be mentioned, and that's Connor McDavid. Of course, he's up there in the overall scoring race, but the Oilers have been floundering, and I don't know. I just don't think he's the shoe-in like he usually is. Yeah, that's the thing is he's so dynamic, man. He's scored some beautiful goals so far this season, but with the Oilers floundering and he's also not the only Oiler who's had a great first half. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you're going to mention McDavid, you also have to mention Leon Dreisaitl, who's actually outscoring him, has more goals. Um, I mean, both players are amazing, but there are some other candidates who are not wearing an Oilers jersey, right? Sure. I would like to just give a little shout out to Nazem Kadri. I mean, I, right now he's on pace for 100 points. Tip of the cap to Nazem. How about going with an oldie but a goodie? 
Alexander Ovechkin. Alexander the Great is back. Yeah, who would think at his age he'd be challenging for the Art Ross? I kind of figured he'd be in the Rocket Richard race, but yeah, the Art Ross, this is new territory for him. How about Steven Stamkos? You know, with the injuries that the Lightning have had, Stammer's been there all the way. Yeah, they're, you know, one of their most notoriously always injured guys has been relatively healthy this year. It would be nice to see him keep it up for an entire season. Yeah, I feel bad for Stammer about the Olympics. It'd be it'd be lovely to give him this mustache, but we also have to talk about Jonathan Huberdeau for yes. the Florida Panthers. Um, I mean, he's up there uh, in the Art Ross race as well. One of the most underrated players in the league, I think. You know, when you think about Florida, you think about Ekblad, you think about Alexander Barkov, but uh, Jonathan Huberdeau has been the straw that's been stirring that drink this season. All right, and the mustache goes to... Alexander Ovechkin. Congratulations. Ovi, that Russian mustache looks amazing on you. He does look amazing. Looks ready for the winter, doesn't he? The rustache. Yeah, the rustache. Uh, I mean, he's, you know, he's really challenging uh, Gretzky's record. I know he's not going to break it this year, of course, but he's well on the way and it looks like he might actually do it. So hats off to him. Yeah, it's going to be fun uh, watching that race. Congratulations to all the midseason mustache award winners. John, you want to kick us to him there? That was Eye of the Tiger Survivor. I am pumped after hearing that tune. Yes, and it is going to be the year of the tiger. Uh, happy Chinese New Year to all of our listeners out there. In Taiwan, it's a pretty big deal. That's right. Biggest holiday of the year. I hope you guys got your red envelopes, your hungbao stuffed with lucky money. Yeah, so we're going to make a segment here and we're going to speak about the tigers. Who are the tigers of this year? Who has the eye of the tiger? And how many tigers are we doing here? We'll, we'll do like the five-eyed tiger, the five eyes of the tiger. The five eyes. The five eyes, yeah, exactly. Five-eyed so, tiger. That sounds about right for a tiger. I think so. You got to make sure that you can see what's going on out there. Well, then if we're doing five, there's probably going to be a few disappointed fan bases out there. I'm thinking about, say, New York Rangers. Yeah, nice. good start, but not top five. Uh, Nashville Predators. Yeah, you know, you know, exceeded expectations, but not there. Not there. How about the St. Louis Blues? Sure. I like what I'm seeing, but uh, not five eye good. Yeah, Pittsburgh not Penguins up there. again, not up in that top no. tier. Not in the creme de la creme. What about the Maple Leafs guys? Come on, yeah. Eh, let's sweep them away for yeah. now. <laughs> Even the Capitals in the uh, Minnesota Wild—they must be proud of their uh, first halves. Not yeah. bad. Not yeah. bad at all. They're just yeah. not quite in that five eye territory, though. So let's get to the nitty gritty. Where do you guys want to start then? Well, I think that this first one, maybe they're not in the top five in the NHL right now. Although I guess technically with being a division leader, they are. But I think this team just on potential, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, I know they call yeah. them the Vegas Knights. But uh, 
I think that there's just so much untapped potential and guys who are injured right now, they're going to be back. Jack Eichel is skating again. And I think a lot of people are excited to see what he can do in Vegas. Yeah. And I mean, Max Pacioretty as well, he's been out, but he'll be back and uh, he was off to a tear at the start of the season. And on defense, now we didn't talk about this when we did our mustache for best defense, but Shea Theodore and uh, Alex Petrangelo, they've been great. And Zach Whitecloud, he's fit right in. Alec sure. Martinez is also a really underrated defenseman, so you got to like what's on the back end there. And how about Chandler Stevenson? I mean, he's been excellent for them as well. He Leading is. the team in scoring. Yeah. Wait till they get Eichel back. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, they're a scary team, and with the playoff pedigree, I don't see why they can't go far this year. How about Robert Leonard and Nett? Yeah, that's the one area of concern, I think. Robin Leonard, and then you got uh, Brossois as his backup. I could see them going out and adding a veteran goaltender in the uh, around the trade deadline period. How about the Florida Panthers, guys? This team has been on a roll. Um, hard team to beat at home. They can hurt you in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I mean, we've talked some about their D and their their top-end scoring, but they've also got a lot of great depth contributions this year. Um, you know, Sam Bennett, Carter Verhage, they've been excellent additions. And, you know, when, when sometimes... Duclair. And Anthony DeClaire as well. I mean, when these guys, when their top scorers aren't coming through, they can rely on these guys a little bit, which is a good sign come playoff time. How about the Carolina Hurricanes, Mark? Wow. They got I, the eye of the tiger? They certainly do, the eye of the hurricane. Ooh. Yes, uh, I, I, I expected big things from this team, and I think they've actually exceeded my high expectations for them. Uh, we've already talked about Freddie Anderson, um, but how about some of the goal scoring? You know, a lot of offensive pop on that team. Absolutely. I mean, leading the way is Sebastian Ajo. No surprise there. Um, they also have Tavo Teravainen. He's been excellent too. And, you know, Svechnikov is up near a point of game as well. So great top end talent for sure. Underrated defense too. Yes. We already talked a little bit about the defenseman, but uh, what a find getting Tony D'Angelo coming in at a point per game, pulled him off of the scrap heap. Uh, he's been a pretty good citizen so far, staying out of trouble. So uh, they lost Dougie Hamilton, but they have not missed a beat. Yeah, that's the thing about this team. They lost so many pieces and there was a lot of turnover, but, uh, you know, they're right back where they should be. Yeah, and uh, Seth Jarvis, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, these are guys that have some pedigree as well. I think that they could uh, be good second half performers for the Canes. And they've still got the veterans up the middle, Stalin Trocek, so look out. Mm. What about the Tampa Bay Lightning guys? Yeah, they're, they're pretty good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, pretty well. good, pretty good. I mean, what can you say about these guys? Defending Stanley Cup champions two times in a row. Um, you know, they missed, they, they missed some of those players I think they had to give up in the offseason, but they're still right up there and they have so many good, talented players. I mean, at every position. They seem to find guys. Look, look at Ross Colton. He stepped in there when they had some injuries to a point and uh, played really well. Yeah, and I th really think the strength of the team, though, is the depth on defense. Now, we've talked about Victor Hedman, but I think that Ryan McDonough is still excellent two-way defender. Uh, Eric Chernak is an absolute handful back there in his own end as well. And uh, Miguel Sergachev, he is, uh, you know, on a lot of teams, he'd be a top-pairing guy. Uh, in Tampa Bay, he's not in a starring role, but he's only getting better. And lastly, guys, we've got the Colorado Avalanche. Now, we were slightly surprised by this team at the first quarter mark, but wow, have they ever turned it on. Yeah, they. I mean, they just broke a record for uh, most consecutive home wins, which is impressive for a team with their history, right? It's just an embarrassment of riches, whether it's up front or back end as well. We talked about Makar, obviously, but uh, Devin Taze was an absolute steal from the Islanders a few years ago. He's He's like a point per game guy right now for them. 
Yeah, and I mean, their captain, Landis Gog, he's been excellent as his Rantanen, as his McKinnon, of course, and getting the contributions that they have from Kadri. I mean, they're just so scary offensively. How about their depth scoring? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think that's going to be big for them once they go in the playoffs. Uh, if they can get depth scoring from guys like Burakovsky, Chuskin, uh, I think Alex Newhook is another guy who's, you know, starting to show what he's got. So if they can get that secondary scoring, I, I think it's going to be impossible to stop them. They're my cup pick. I mean, the only question is uh, the goaltending. The goaltending, they don't really have any goaltenders that have uh, had long playoff runs. Yeah, well, Pavel Francouz has played pretty well since he's come back from injury. Yeah, and Darcy Kemper has been a very good goaltender when healthy uh, the last few seasons. Uh, but both of these guys are UFAs. Uh, they have a lot to prove. They're playing for a contract. I think they'd like to stick around on this uh, stacked Colorado Avalanche team. Uh, if things don't pan out this year, though, they might turn them both away and just move in another direction, kind of like Carolina did last year. All right. Well, that about does it for our five Tigers. Yeah. I mean, being the New Year, why don't we ring in the Chinese New Year? Can we get some tunes going here? Sure. I love the uh, the New Year's music. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody. I think it's we've reached that point of the show, our favorite segment, yes? Well, hang on. Before we move on here, uh, Kamish, you're looking a little tired. Your eyes are kind of half-closed. And yeah, John, I think you got the right idea there. Um, What's that? Well, those supplements you've been using, I think you should share them with the Kamish. Oh, these guys? These are amazing. These are the best. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, you know, I've been taking these, well, quite a lot, actually, since our last show. Um, you know, kind of a daily thing or well, multiple times a day, really. And they, they work, man. I'll tell you, they work. They'll really bring you back from, from wherever you're at, man. I've really noticed a difference in you, John. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Uh, here, man. Sure. Take one of these. I guess you can start with one, but if you need more, they're down there in the green room. Man, they're like horse pills. Yeah. They're big. They're big. Okay. Yeah. It says take nice. with food, but I, I just ignore that. All right. How you feeling? Pretty good. Yeah. Instant, hey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. What was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? You guys have got to dress your players. Got to dress your players. Dress your players. Dress your players. Dress your players. So this is everybody's favorite segment. This is Ask the Commission. You can get your questions in last minute. Send us an email at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com or send us a tweet at rodlangwayfanclub. What's up? Wow, John, I think those pills are really starting to kick in there. A little fast? <laughs> yeah, How many have you had fast. today? <laughs> Just one or two. Uh, okay, I'll slow her down. I'll slow her down a little bit. Okay, so Mark, uh, what's up first? We've got a tweet. We've got an email. Yeah, we've got a tweet here from Howard the Duck. Whoa, cool. Oh. Uh, and he just says, COVID, COVID, COVID. Are you guys going to talk about COVID? <laughs> okay. Sure, Howard. Thanks for the question. It's impossible to talk about this season and not talk about COVID. Uh, the NHL has had numerous games canceled. Um, it's been a tough season. It's not over yet, this pandemic. 
Fortunately, no players have suffered any uh, huge health issues. It looks like all of the games are going to be made up, but there has been one casualty, and that is NHL players going to the Olympics. A real bummer here at the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast because that would have been our time zone for prime time hockey. Yeah, and I mean, for so many of these players who are hoping to go, it's a, it's a real bummer. I mean, so disappointing. We really, really wanted to see best on best after they didn't go to Korea. This was their shot, and yes, COVID has ruined that. So very, very disappointed. Extremely disappointing. Um, what, 70% of the NHL, I think, is tested positive for COVID at some point this season? Yeah. Uh, but they've now changed their testing policies. Yes, so they are now not testing asymptomatic players. Uh, if you do test positive, you can be back within five days, I think. So uh, they've cut down the time on that. It looks like they're ready to power through the second half of the season here. Let's just hope that everyone stays safe and that we are maybe about to enter the endemic phase of this uh, horrible nightmare. Jeez, I hope so. Me too. And I mean, we also missed out on the World Junior Championships this year. They started it. Uh, they didn't seem prepared for the fact that uh, there was a pandemic going on, surprisingly. So we missed out on that. It was supposed to be Connor Bedard's coming out party. He gave us a glimpse with four goals in one game, but we didn't get to see what he can actually do. I have heard some speculation that there may be an attempt to reboot the tournament uh, early this summer. So there is some hope that they could complete the World Junior Tournament maybe in June or July. That'd be cool. Next up, John, we have an email. Yeah, yeah. We got an email here from Hank, and he just writes, when is the NHL going to get their act together when it comes to inclusion? And, you know, he must be talking about some of these uh, racial incidents that have taken place in the ECHL and the AHL. Yeah, just absolutely horrible incidents and such a shame that this would happen, you know, within days of the Boston Bruins retiring the jersey of Willie O'Ree. Really great moment, you know, the guy who broke the color barrier, hockey's uh, Jackie Robinson. You know, to have that happen on the heels of um, that ceremony, it's it's heartbreaking, really, as a hockey fan. Uh, hockey's got a long way to go to um, include diversity. And I guess you've got to wonder if, you know, these two events have been happening in the public eye, how much of this stuff is still going on behind the scenes that isn't talked about and it doesn't have light shed on it. So although it's troubling to see this happen, at least it's being talked about and maybe that's a step towards progress. So uh, hopefully we're not having these kinds of conversations in uh, 10 years from now or even a few years from now. Yeah, I mean, it sure is getting old. I guess there has been some progress that, that, that has been made, but uh, still have a long way to go. Mark, what's up next? Ooh, we've got a fun one here. This is from Leisure Suit Larry. He says, among the bottom feeding teams this season, which one do you think can make the fastest turnaround and become a contender? Ooh, so, okay. Uh, okay, so yeah. bottom five teams. I have to take a look at this real quickly here. Sure. You know, I'm surprised because some of these teams like Chicago got off to such a slow start. Um, the Islanders also got off to a really slow start. Mm-hmm. Um, the Flyers have played two 10-game losing streaks. They fired their coach. Yeah. Not in the bottom five? Uh, they're not in the bottom five. The Winnipeg Jets, Johnny, they've been on an awful streak, but they're still okay. Vancouver, after they fired their coach, mm-hmm. lots of coaching changes, right, guys? Yeah. Um, okay, so bottom five. Let's see. We've got the Buffalo mm-hmm. Sabres. Montreal, right? Uh, Montreal, Seattle, and Arizona. And the Ottawa Senators, I believe, are down there. Ottawa oh, Senators. yeah, the that's Senators. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, out of those five teams, oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say probably the Buffalo Sabres. Um, You look at some of that young core that they've gotten with Owen Power. You know, that kid, when they did play the World Juniors, he got a hat trick, right? First Canadian defenseman ever to get a hat trick. Um, I really like some of their young players. Who knows, man? I know it's Buffalo. We've been saying this for a long time, but I really would like to think that uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel there. But who knows with this team? 
Yeah, I, I want to echo your sentiments on Buffalo, but uh, dig a little deeper. So yeah, obviously Owen Power is a blue uh, blue chip prospect, but uh, Rasmus Dahlin, this is another blue chip prospect, and you've got two guys who could be number one defensemen on the same team. That's just downright scary. Uh, they've started building some pretty good depth down the middle too. They added Peyton Krebs in the Jack Eichel trade, uh, Tage Thompson, who's still young. He's having a nice breakout season. And of course, Dylan Cousins was a top pick for them as well just a few years ago, and he's got a lot of potential. So yeah, I think Buffalo is a team that, you know, they're going to add another top five pick this year, it looks like. They could be dangerous in a few seasons. I thought you were going to say Montreal. Yeah. Mark, your team. Wow. I, I Worst wish, season ever. I wish I could say Montreal, uh, but it could be some dark times ahead for a while here. What about you, John? Um, I, I do like Buffalo. I think they're, you know, brighter days are ahead, certainly. But I'm going to say Ottawa. I like the Ottawa Senators. I love some of the young talent. I mean, they've got, you know, lots of potential, lots of upside potential. Drake Batherson having a great year leading the team in scoring. Yeah, just got it recently injured. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, you know, Brady Kachuk, of course. Awesome. Josh Norris. Norris. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got 18 mm-hmm. goals already this year. Um, he also just got hurt, but it doesn't look like it's going to be too bad. Uh, Tim Stutzla. Uh, you know, real blue chipper. Um, Tabus Shabbat, I mean, I know he's been in the league a few years now, but he's still young, and defensemen usually take a little longer to grow into their skin. Hopefully he hits his peak right when some of these other guys are really coming online. It's a team to watch out for in the next few years. I, I hear a lot of guys who could be all-stars in that list, but are any of those guys franchise players? Well, we don't know yet. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, excellent question. Thanks for that. I think we got time for one more here. Okay, let's do it. Let's- uh, John, do you have anything left at the bottom of that bag? Oh, well, we got Murph. Murph just asks, would any of you like to amend your cup picks from the start of the season? Uh, This is kind of something we we often do. So, Okay, well, thanks for the question. Well, John, uh, in the preseason, you (laughs) picked the New York Islanders. Would you like to redo that? Uh, Indeed, I would. Indeed, I would. I don't think I, there's I think any surprise. Stick with them. Yeah, well, I mean, they can't get any worse, that's for sure. But I don't think they're Stanley Cup material so far. So, yeah, I'm going to switch her up. Uh, and I'm glad for the opportunity to do so. Uh, I think I'm going to switch over to the Carolina Hurricanes. I they really were like what I see. Five eyes. Yeah, I mean, they're among the five eyes. I really like what I see from that team. I love Rod Brindamore. They've been through the playoffs a little bit already, and I think they're going to come back a lot hungrier this year. So watch out for them. All right. Uh, I'm just glad it wasn't a question about the All-Star game. <laughs> I don't like those <laughs> yeah, questions. We've done those. Yeah. yeah. Don't like the All-Star game. Don't like it. No, okay. No. Um, let's see. In the preseason, I went with the Tampa Bay Lightning, three-peating, and I'm going to stick with that. Mark, what about you? Yeah. I mean, why would I change course? Colorado has been everything that I thought they would be. Uh, I, I should probably put some money on this, actually, although that's usually the kiss of death. Anytime I bet on a team, they, they fall apart. I actually put some money on the Avs last year, and uh, they let me down, but uh, this year could be their year. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're all happy with our picks now. Yes. Yeah. Now, should we uh, get out there and enjoy our Chinese New Year holiday? Well, you guys, you guys head off. I'm, I'm DJ's coming over in a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna cut Again? some tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we did finish a little early this time, so you're, we're not cutting into any studio time. But it's you know, you guys get out there, enjoy yourselves. Sure, just, you don't want to come? No, no we got gr- some firecrackers, man. Let's go let him off. Scare away some monsters, some evil spirits. I mean, nah, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, I'm gonna take a couple more of the sups and. Okay, man. Hang out. Hope you're sure? all right. Yeah. All right, John. You guys have fun though. Yes. Well, thanks for uh, for listening, everybody. That was a lot of fun. And we will see you at the three-quarter mark. I hope you had yourselves a time. Hey!